You're listening to The Whole Truth, a Resources Rising Stars podcast. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of The Whole Truth podcast. I'm Paul Armstrong. I just had a great chat with Darren Cook. He's the chief executive of Orteco Minerals. He's a bit of a frustrated man, I must say. I feel sorry for him to a degree because he's walking around with a project in Canada called Pickle Crow that's got 2.8 million ounces in the resource category and the company has a market cap of just $62 million. For those of you with a mathematical bent, that works out at about 20 odd dollars an ounce, which makes it pretty cheap to say the least. He says he's no orphan, the gold sector has plenty of people in that space, but nonetheless, he's uh, desperately keen to see the market recognise what he's got and the growth potential. One of the ways he thinks that the stock will be re-rated is when people digest the open pit potential uh, at Pickled Crow where they've got about a million ounces within 250 metres of the surface. Darren's a long-standing geologist, great career at Northern Star, highly regarded, and he makes the point that when that gold price pops, Orteco is positioned to take off. It's a great conversation, very insightful, and uh, it's a story about valuation and growth. I'm sure you'll enjoy hearing, hearing what Darren Cook has to say. Darren, you're a frustrated man. I can see the look on your face. Uh, things things are a little bit uh, agitating at the moment, aren't they? They are. It is extremely frustrating. I mean, we've done everything we said we would technically. We've got the resource up to 2.8 million ounces at, at still above 7 grams per tonne, and uh, it's not being appreciated in the market. So to say I'm frustrated is probably an understatement. Like you, you're keeping good company. There's plenty of people in the gold industry who would say, uh, their companies are undervalued too. That's right. We're not orphans. You look at the the share price performance of a lot of the gold junior um, space at the moment, and we're not alone. But doesn't make it any easier for us as a management team trying to um, get value for shareholders. So, so what is what is the valuation? You've got a market cap of what sixty odd million dollars. Yeah, that's right. It's it's sixty two million dollars at this point in time, and you know <laughs> what that equates to is around twenty dollars an ounce, uh, resource ounce. And, you know, that is a ridiculous valuation considering the location where we are, um, the the grade of the resource just stands out. And What is the grade? It's 7.2 grams per tonne in our, our resource. And there's very few resources globally of that sort of scale and that sort of grade. Um, you, you look on the ASX and look at some of our, our peers and, you know, the only true comparison is probably Bellevue in terms of Scott sale scale and grade and you know they've got a market cap now with where they're at of, of 1.4 billion dollars right as of today so you've got a you've got a 2.8 million ounce resource at over seven grams a ton uh giving you a valuation at 62 million dollar market cap of circa 20 odd dollars an ounce history would suggest one or two things that has to happen eventually either that is re-rated or someone comes and takes you out for a premium you would think so, and and you know we'll, we'll see where things play out. But you know certainly that we'd expect some sort of re-rating in the future on the back of either you know being taken out, people would have to pay a premium, or you know when the market does correct, um, we are ideally positioned to take advantage of that because you you know there's a massive disconnect at the moment between gold prices, which are hovering around the 1950 US mark at the moment and the valuation in junior equity markets. And look, we know historically that, you know, when gold price goes up, the first group of companies to get, um, you know, the benefit of that are the, the producers because they're obviously 
you know, making gold bars, they're directly exposed to the, the gold price. Um, you know, then it flows down to the developers and we've seen a lot of the, the really good projects uh, that are coming into production like Bellevue um, have a really good run. The last ones to usually react are the junior explorers and it hasn't got there yet. But, you know, that is where the opportunity is because you want to get in before these things run. And um, at $20 an ounce, like, we are certainly undervalued. So you're highly leveraged or Ateco is highly leveraged to either the, the re-rating gold equities and or the pop on the back or, or the or pop on the gold price, which seems to be widely forecast and there's plenty of uh, so-called experts saying that yep. it'll end up well over $2,000 an ounce over the next, you know, three, six, nine months. So if they are half correct, you have to expect Orteco is going to pop uh, along with a few others on the back of that. But what? But putting aside the valuation argument or, or issue, there's also a whole discussion here about what you're actually doing on site, isn't there? I mean, what are you doing with this 2.8 million ounces? What can investors expect to see over the next six months? Yeah, well, look, what was really clear when we did this latest resource update is the shallow potential, all right? When we cut our resource model, just existing model as it is, uh, above half a gram, in the top 250 metres, we've got a million ounces of gold in situ. We're currently assessing those open pit options. One of the things we really like about the open pit options is that you can drill them from surface, right? So it's it's easy to de-risk those ounces, and it obviously costs less capital to, to define that and get started. So, you know, we, we see a lot of potential in that open pit mineralisation. Um, that is an opportunity that has been overlooked historically because Pickle Crow was seen as purely a, a narrow vein underground mine. Um, but what we're seeing from our drilling is it does have open pit potential. We're seeing a different style of mineralisation, which is broader. You've got to remember the old timers were operating in an eight gram per tonne cutoff. You know, that means if it didn't have eight grams of gold per tonne of rock, they would throw it out as waste, right? Wouldn't even look at mining it. How many mines are operating at an eight gram per tonne head grade today? You know, in an open pit, typical cutoff grades are down to half a gram. So, you know, that is where part of the opportunity lies for us to unlock that surface potential. And then, so the narrative is changing. As you say, it's long been seen, or Teco's long been seen by virtue of its history as an underground proposition. That's where you've been getting some of these spectacular high-grade results mm. and so much of the 2.8 million ounce resource sits. But in fact, there's a switch, in part at least, to the underground, to an open pit proposition uh, with a million ounces within 250 metres of surface. How do you create value in the short to medium term for investors there, I suppose, is the, is the key question here. Yeah, well, look, there's a lot of drilling in that top 250 metres that indicates there's gold there, but we haven't drilled it enough to get it into any form of resource. So what we want to do um, is, is really look for exploration opportunities in that top 250 metres, build an open pit plan, um, and, and then do the, the uh, mineral economics on that to, to prove viability and look even though you know the initial focus in this next phase of our strategy will be towards the open pits we know that the majority of our resource is still underground but we see these pits as a stepping stone to get underground so you can imagine um you know we need to get underground to drill there's no question about that um but you know it's a lot cheaper and a lot less capital to get underground off the bottom of an open pit that's already made your money, right? So the, the two strategies go hand in hand 
initial focus on the pits, but you know we we there's certainly a massive prize there in the underground as well. But even at the current gold price, you know, an open pit that shallow, that sort of scale and grade, that's a money spinner, isn't it? It is absolutely. Like you, you just look at the basic economics, and you got to remember up where we are at Pickle Crow, we're, we're blessed. This is not a remote backwards part of the world. This is not the outback. This place has a large airstrip, a town with hotels and, and medical facilities and schools within seven kilometres. It's got a sealed highway that we can drive to even in the depths of Canadian winter. So, you know, it is a staging post for a lot of the remote communities to the north. So it's a lot of trucks, a lot of supply runs, hydropower running through there. So, you know, if we get a pit off the ground, we should be able to cream it. And outside of this this area of the resource there's plenty going on elsewhere isn't there mm. i noticed there's been a, you've had some some really interesting uh, resource or analyst notes published of late and they all seem to refer to not only the open pit potential but the scope for growth what as they say in the business regionally what what does that mean at pickle crow well look you know one of my favorite phrases is that we've got a whole mineral district and not just a pickle crow deposit right and We've managed to secure 500 square kilometres of ground, which is a huge land area. You know, to put it into context, we got 46 kilometres strike of this belt. And what we know is that these deposits do not occur as orphans. They, they never occur as single deposits. You, you look at where I've worked in Kalgoorlie, you look at Jundee, you look at Agnew and Lawlers. You don't just get one deposit, right? So what we're convinced we've got is this whole belt with multiple deposits but all the work's been focused on Pickle Crow. Historically, that land package was, you know, little postage stamps of different ownership, and it's never had a regional um, belt scale exploration campaign done on it. And now that we've consolidated the whole area, um, our guys are out on the ground at the moment um, going back to basics. We've done geophysics. They're currently soil sampling, till sampling, and, you know, visually already generating some really interesting results. So, um, you know, the expectations from us are that with good exploration, patience um, and persistence, um, you know, there's, there's million ounce discoveries to be made on our ground. Now, you referenced Bellevue earlier on, Darren, in terms of how successful they've been in their valuation. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a bit of a common theme there, isn't there? Uh, Steve Parsons has got his paws into Orteco. Yeah, not, not just Steve, um, but also Ray and Kevin Tomlinson, who's the current um, chairman of Bellevue's on our board, and, and Mike Naylor as well. So, um, you know, yeah, definite Bellevue flavour there. And, and look, those guys have a really strong track record in developing these projects and making them work. We're still a few years behind where Bellevue was. And I tell you what, if you know, people had a time machine and could go back and buy Bellevue where it was a few years ago mate, they'd be kicking themselves now when the, the price is over $1.20, right? So, you know, we are still a few years behind Bellevue, but but we're, we're tracking in a similar direction. So the Bellevue band is looking for a new gig. It has a new gig. Yeah, they are. And, uh, you know, it's um, it, it's a, a new gig and, and got a lot of similarities. And, you know, we, we've just recently had our strategy day here in Perth and we had the entire board in the room and, and by God, there's a lot of brain power in that room. So, you know, a lot of smart people. Um, and, you know, they've got a lot of skin in the game as well. So I know that, you know, our frustration is shared with our, our shareholders. But, you know, just think about how much equity that the board have in this company. Um, they want to make this work 
and based on their track record, they will make this work. So if, if any of these research uh, notes or analysts are correct, um, Parsons & Co. stand to make a killing. I'm just looking at them here. It says you know, what a, you got a current share price at Orteco of $0.03, cents, just below $0.03. Cents. Uh, at the time of us talking, I see Canaccord's got a price target of $0.18 cents on the stock. Yep. Uh, Argonaut's got $0.10. Cents. Um, that's serious leverage, isn't it? Absolutely. And, you know, when you, you look at the way we should be performing um, in terms of the just the valuations on the dollar per resource ounce, that those sort of uh, price targets are, are not unachievable when the market turns. One more here, Shore and Partners, price target $0.13. Cents. So there seems to be a wide-held view that the stock is is cheap. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would say that because you run the company. Uh, they're more independent. They'd say they believe it's cheap. But the real issue is how do you bridge that gap between $0.2.8 cents or whatever it is today to the likes of, you know, 10 12 13 15 cents. Yeah, look, I think when people start to understand the opportunity that we have with this shallow material, um, I, I think then it'll start to get some traction. Um, y- you know, the benefits of where we are and starting off in that shallow nature means that it, it's not going to be as capital intensive as a lot of other operations to start off. We, we can leverage off what we've got um, so we, we don't have to raise as much capital and the, the other point that we, we keep making and, and our shareholders understand is that the regional exploration upside is is massive. And, you know, if we can, you know, nail something out there, it will have a material impact on the Orteco share price. And look, let me give you some examples of that recently. We're in the same belt of rocks as a company called Great Bear was operating. And they had a discovery called Dixie. And... They were just drilling. They drilled, 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 drilled. Their market capitalization got over a billion dollars US. They were just recently bought out by Kinross for $1.4 billion US without a resource, you know. So, you know, that's the kind of impact that, you know, exploration success can have on a company. And, you know, we're in one of the best mineralized parts of that same belt of rocks that they've, they've, you know, generated a $1.4 billion takeover target. So, you know, we we really do believe in the exploration potential and the impact that that can have. So, you know, if we keep getting results, and it may not happen overnight, exploration, you've got to be patient, right? You know, there's the old adage about it, an overnight ex- success taking a long time. Mm-hmm. We're probably in that category, yeah, but we will get there. At 2.8 million ounces, the story is obviously well established, but... In some respects, it's getting a reboot, isn't it, because of this focus on the potential for a, uh, a big open pit to, to start the cash flow and also the regional exploration opportunities that are emerging now that you've consolidated the ground and doing the uh, geophysics and the like. So there's a, I sense there's a bit of a reboot or, or a, new, a new day coming for a techo, uh, you know, the, the, in which people can not only leverage the gold price and that sort of thing, but can also see some some new fresh meat uh, close to surface and away from the mine. No, that's exactly right. Like there's it's, there's a huge amount of opportunity with this renewed focus on the, the shallow material. Um, doesn't mean we've forgotten about the other stuff. Uh, it's still there and the old adage goes that gold doesn't rust. It's just a matter of when we get down there and the timing and the amount of money that it would take to do that. And and we think that the, the, the shallow potential open pits are the smartest way to do it. These analysts clearly believe that at $60-odd million, the stock is ready for a, uh, a re-rate. 
Um, thanks very much for your time. I think it's a fascinating story. There is an air of uh, expectation, I think, around the stock that it probably is set for a, another run. Um, the market needs to get its head around perhaps some of the open pit opportunities and the regional opportunities. Um, have, a, have a look at the stock and the opportunity through a slightly different lens now. And I uh, look forward to seeing where that leads us. Thanks for your time. Yeah, thanks, Paul. You've been listening to The Whole Truth, a Resources Rising Stars podcast produced by Resource Media, hosted by Paul Armstrong for Reed Corporate. Please note that Reed Corporate does not provide investment advice and investors should seek personalised advice before making any investment decisions. Thank you.